You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. The Obehave Show is sponsored by Beneful Brand Dog Food. Play. It's good for you. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Everyone, I'm talking our dogs, our cats, companion animals, everyone deserves to walk and feel pain-free. On today's special show, we're going to feature a couple of talented people who really know how to go with the flow. I'm talking in the healthiest of ways. That's because they are experts in the ancient healing techniques of acupressure. I want you now to give pause and applause to our very gifted guest. First up, we have Amy Snow. She is co-founder of Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. Hey, Amy. Hey, Arden. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're just chugging along here in Colorado. All right, and on the left coast in San Diego County, we have our second special guest, Nedra Abramson. She is founder of Acupressure for All Creatures. Welcome to the show, Nedra. Hey, how are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. So listeners, are you curious about what the heck acupressure is? Do you want to know how it works on your pets? Hey, maybe even yourself? Well, guess what? Amy and Nedra will unlock some of the mysteries behind acupressure on today's show. I want all of you to sit and stay and get ready for a little chi as we'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave, we'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our dogs, our cats, our horses, all our companion animals, they deserve more than just pats on the head. You know what? They can benefit by purposeful touch. Acupressure works wonders in so many ways for pets of all ages, sizes, 
shapes, and activity levels. And here to explain acupressure with a little dash of reiki are our two special guests. First up, as mentioned, we have Amy Snow. She is a co-founder of the Tall Grass Animal Acupressure Institute. It's based in Colorado, but its healing reach is global. And after this show, I'm asking all of you to please dash over to the site animalacupressure.com. You're going to be amazed because I was. Now, Amy, along with co-founder Nancy Zadonis, they inspire people all over the world and they put their passion for animals into practice. So one of the people who have been taught by Amy and Nancy is here. We're speaking with Nedra Abramson. She is the founder of Acupressure for All Creatures. It's based in San Diego. Now, I'm going to start with you quickly, Nedra, because looking at your bio, you've done like a 180 degree turn in your professional career. You were you were Miss Corporate America, weren't you? And then you got a pair of rescue cats named Monster and Sid High. Is that pronounced right? Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden you left the corporate world and you're now this wonderful expert instructor in Reiki and acupressure. So talk about how you made this career shift. Well, I think I got transferred out to California, which is probably the start of it. But, um, <laughs> Chicago. That usually yeah. helps. I was working oh, in radio television. It was fine, but I just it wasn't really fulfilling. So I started actually volunteering at an animal an animal rescue in LA called Muscle Animal Rescue. And basically after that I just got really hooked into animals and you you know, get all these animals from shelters and it was just interesting that they all have like a lot of kind of fear based issues, they're not in the best health. So it was like, you know, how can we help them? And then one of my cats who actually rescued from Muscle got really sick and she was working with Western medicine and was doing some things, but she wasn't completely healing. So I ended up going to a ho- like a holistic vet and she basically worked on her for a day. And the next day, like she was actually walking much better. She felt much better. So I just wow. told her, like, you know, what exactly did you do? And she's like, well, I did some acupressure and I did some Reiki. I'm like, alrighty then. So I just looked into <laughs> both of them. Was like, cause it just, it like, it really worked. Like it was amazing because she had been having nerve issues and she was having trouble walking. And after she worked on her, I think she's knowing now what I know that she just opened up a lot of like blocked she, and I think there was some fear-based stuff in there too. So, so I just started like grabbing books and studying and I became a Reiki master in 2008 just because I really enjoyed Reiki. But a lot of it's like you, Reiki is amazing and it pulls in universal energy, but I'm kind of a control freak. And so I actually grabbed a book um, from Tallgrass. It was, I think, AccuDog and AccuCat. I bought both of them. And which was just really fascinating because I could actually go like, okay, I can go to this point and it you know, might do, actually do X. So I just found that really interesting as well. And then I started taking classes with Tallgrass and it was such an amazing institution. We learned so much and it was theory and it really helped me kind of, you know, actually expand my knowledge working with, you know, both modalities. And so I just went through there and um, came nationally certified last June and just started this career that I just was really passionate about. And that's kind of the difference because when I was selling, you know, airtime, it's like, okay, you know, I'm selling air. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's like, you know, people get really like stressed out about selling air. I'm like, yeah, but nobody's going to die. So really, but this, I could just, I felt really good about it. I was actually helping animals and, you know, helping their owners too, because a lot of times, you know, animals don't necessarily have a voice, so they can't always tell you what's wrong enough. So you kind of really focus in on them. And so just to be able to do that and to be able to give these owners just some extra like points so they can actually help their animals as well is just really fulfilling. Wow, that's good. And so I guess, Nedra, you're saying your whole career shift path, in part, Amy's all to blame. It's all her fault. Darn you, Amy, for Amy's being the, 
Yeah, for being the head of Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. So, Amy, you and you and Nancy Sedonis, and Nancy's off doing some very important things for your group right now. We're doing a big pause up to her because she can't be on the show, but you're getting to speak for both you and her. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this field and uh, a little bit about Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. Well, actually, Nancy started it over 23 years ago, and she started with horses because she was working, doing massage and acupressure on dressage riders, and they one day said to her, hey, it's my horse. He's the athlete, not me. I mean, I just sit on top of him, and he hurts. Can you do something for him? And that started her career in looking into uh, how to help animals. Uh, the, one of the good things that happened is that uh, they worked with a vet and they took photo, not photographs, but moving pictures, and they could see the actual improvements as they worked on the different dressage horses. They had started on horses, dogs as well, when I came along, which is 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm very, I'm pretty focused on the dogs at this point because it's, uh, I love them. That's who they are. They love me. I love them. And cats, we have a wonderful cat too. In fact, we're just finished doing a manual for um, Tuina, which is actually what acupressure massage is called in China. Say that um, name again, Amy. Go ahead. T-U-I-N-A, Tuina. And it's a, we're teaching our a course in it, a basic one, next weekend here in Colorado. And it's just phenomenal what that does. And in China, frankly, acupressure is more common than acupuncture. Really? Yeah. yeah, Tuina is used all over the country, in all clinics, all over China. And acupuncture is just sort of a sideline, which is really fascinating. Yeah, I think it is too. When we get to the West, we want extreme measures. And so the Western mind thinks, oh, needles must be better. Well, the truth is, it's not. Acupressure has been used for over 3,000 years in China, and it traveled the Silk Road, and that's the basis of all massage. It traveled the Silk Road into the Middle Europe, into Greece, into the Mediterranean area, and then up into the northern parts of Europe. So it's kind of interesting. I got involved because of my dog, Oak. He needed surgery. He didn't have any hips at all. Not one. Wow. Yeah. He was a beautiful golden retriever. He was bred for his incredibly wonderful temperament, which I think Nedra can attest to. Mm-hmm. And Nancy came to my house and showed me prior to his surgery some things that could help him. I worked very hard on that. And then they came back and showed me what I could do after his surgery. And here's how the story goes. He, we were walking into the vet office six days after his surgery. The surgeon was walking behind us down the hallway. And he we got into that little cubicle room and that said, oh, he's here for his month check, huh? Oh. And I said, wow. what? <laughs> no, six days ago. And he looked at me, are you sure? <laughs> I said, yeah, I just was here. You just did surgery six days ago. It was his week check. And he never looked back. This dog did fine for the next 13 years. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's when I realized I had been doing Jinshin Jitsu, which is a Japanese form of acupressure, since the 1970s. And I, was, I had to do it underground because I was a geotechnical engineer, and I couldn't admit that I really <laughs> was into Chinese medicine. 
But you know, when you look at that, it's all subsurface energy. So that's what it's about. That's what acupressure is about, is balancing your internal and subsurface energy and the flow of blood and the good things to your, for the body. No, I think that is important. I think it's been around a long time, and you touched on something I think is very important. Sometimes the Western mind does think, oh, more is better. But this is really all about the blood flow. And, you know, you're dealing with a clientele, if you will, who isn't able to verbalize. So you must be looking for what sort of things do you look for, say, in a dog or a cat that needs some acupressure? How do you know? How do you read them? I guess, because they're speaking cat or they're speaking dog. Well, their English is pretty clear, too. Mm-hmm. I have a dog. I think all dogs, you can look in their eye, if it's a dull eye, if it's a mm-hmm. happy eye, bright eye, a horses, too, cats, too. You look at the outside of their coat. You know, if a cat has, a like, a you know, too much dust sticking to them or too much, that means that she is not flowing well and they're not moving well and they're not cleaning themselves up well. And say there's, you've often seen uh, a cat who can't clean the back of his body. So you see the sort of greasy streak down the back. So there are all sorts of telltale signals that we can pick up on that from a Chinese medicine point of view, we can, we see a lot. If there's too much lacrimation, too many tearing of the eye, for instance, those deep grooves right. to the eyes on, say, a pug or a boxer, those are the kinds of things. That's excess lacrimation and we can work with the eyes. So we know how to address things by what we see and what we feel, because you're going to feel things too. There's a particular meridian, an energy flow area that runs down the back called the bladder meridian, and we can check points on that because it relates to how the body is functioning internally. That's pretty general, but that's the story. Now, are dogs and cats built about the same when it comes to checking their meridians and using acupressure, or are they distinctly different? Because I know cats and dogs have so many differences, but many similarities. So when you're having to deal with a dog or a cat, are there different acupressure points you need to be cognizant of? Yeah, they're similar, but the nature of the beast is so different. One, you know, they're both predatory, that's true, but they do have very different natures, so you've got to take that into account. Their bodies are basically the same. For the dog, we'll go have Amy speak about the dog and uh, Nedra to speak about the cat. So when you're working with the dog, how is their nature? It seems to be kind of a commonality among dogs. If they're well socialized, they're mm-hmm. usually very friendly and happy and easygoing. And if they've been among other animals, so they don't, you know, they're not isolated and fearful and timid. Or it, You know, it does depend. I wouldn't say there are huge commonalities. It has to do with how wonderful the uh, parenting has been. So, Nedra, is there any special challenges facing when you're dealing with, let's say, a feline client? Well, it just really, again, kind of depends on the parenting, but cats are just kind of funny because I just know, like, with cats, you always just really look closely at their eyes because their eyes are really expressive and you saw, like, how much heart shun they have, how much energy they have, how they feel, and their coats are really good telltale sign. You know, as Amy said, like, you know, can they ache? You look at certain signs, like, are they grooming? You know, do they have, like, a, a vibrant coat? Is it thick? Is it lush? Is it, like, stringy? So all those, you know, like, it's a, having, like, a lot of clues. You can, like, see their paws that will tell you a lot like if their paws feel drier, their nails have striations, that also is, like, a different clue for something. You always want to try and get, like, check, like, their tongue and see what, like, color variations on their tongue is. The cats, like, because dogs sometimes are just, the cats are more, they some can be more aloof, but a lot of times, like, they'll actually really warm up and then they just, like, sit with you and cuddle and, like, they tend to, they're more energetic, I think, are energetic beings in some regards because they almost telepath more, like, with each other and people 
they're kind of more in their head, but they're really fun. Like once you get them to kind of open up and it takes a little bit more, I think, for a cat to open up and trust than a dog sometimes. But like right. once they do, they're amazing and they really tell you kind of, you know, what they want done and when they want it done. They're just like, yeah, do this point over here. Like they're pretty expressive that way. That's good. Now, we touched upon the word chi, and it's pronounced C-H-E-E, but for all you spellmeisters and masters, it's Q-I. Amy, explain what the heck chi is and um, how that pertains to companion animals. Chi is what promotes the body, what moves things in the body. Chi is similar to if you had a pool of water and it wasn't going anywhere, it would just be a pool of water. Mm-hmm. If you have it pose and there's movement, there's pressure, there's activity, that's chi. Then the water will move through the hose. So that's similar to chi in the body. It is what creates the vitality of the body. It brings not just neurological energy, but also nutrients, the form of nutrients that fully energizes muscles, tendons, ligaments. It's part of the nourishment system as well as blood. So we usually combine, we usually say chi and blood because it has to bring that level of nourishment because it's the yin and the yang. Blood is more yin in nature because it's thicker and it's liquid and it's fluid and it goes through the system. And chi is what promotes it and gets it there. All right, balance of nature, right? has to be the balance. If there isn't the balance, things just don't go. They stop. Okay. We're speaking with Amy Snow. She's the co-founder of Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. And we also have Nedra Abramson on here. And she is the founder of acupressureforallcreatures.com. We're going to talk a little bit more about some things that we can do and why we need to use acupressure for our pets, some of the behavior issues, health, senior citizen issues for our aging pets, and also get into what the heck Reiki is. But we have to pay for this show, so I want everybody to sit and stay. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, it's Victoria Sewell from Animal Planet's It's Me or the Dog. You're listening to Overhate with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Overhate. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm so glad we have two healing experts on the air. We're speaking with Amy Snow of Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute and Nedra Abramson of acupressureforallcreatures.com. I want to get right into this, uh, Nedra. What the heck is R-E-I-K-I, Reiki? It sounds like I should be Reiki dancing, but I could be wrong. Well, Reiki is actually, it's a life force energy and it's a universal energy that brings in and actually allows the body to heal. It just kind of goes where it needs to go and just really creates basically a balanced flow of chi. 
So by working with animals, you just, there's positions that you put on them and then the energy comes through and just, if there's something uh, kind of aiming for like a hose or a river, sometimes like your river flows, but there's a bunch of rocks in your river, it can't flow and there's, you get blockages. So beyond blockage, it tends to be a lot cooler in the body and then above that blockage, it tends to be warmer. So what you want is you're kind of running through the body and checking for like hot and cold areas. And so you want to make sure you have a nice, even flow of just, you know, warmth throughout the whole body. So Reiki allows you to do all that when you work on an animal. Okay, so let's say you were one of our wonderful guests at National Dog Party Day in uh, San Diego, and you had this beautiful Bernese Mountain Dog on the stage named Nani. And tell us a little bit about what you were trying to do and show our folks, because I thought it was good at National Dog Party Day. We want to bring out the healthy best both mentally, physically, and emotionally for both the people and their pets. So what were you trying to show us with Nani? Because she was a very sweet, furry Vanna wait for you, I guess, for your demo. <laughs> Nani is awesome. She's got really nice heart shen, and she's got this really nice flow of chi, and she's a very sweet girl. Um, what I was showing the audience, there's like some really basic, just basically basic acupressure points, but they're showing them some really good calming points they can use if their dog seem a bit agitated. We went through a few of those. There's one like right under kind of the back of the head or the occipital bone, gallbladder 20, which is just kind of clears brain, calms mind. And it's a good point. It's easy to get to. So we've got an antsy, anxious, bouncing up and down dog and people want to go, shut up, be quiet, leave it alone. And the dog gets jacked up even more. So specifically, guide us through how we can calm that dog down with that gallbladder point. So basically, you want to stay very calm, obviously, but if you know, you're know you walking or you're on a leash, there's other points, but gallbladder 20 is pretty easy to get to. So okay. just kind of right behind the skull, there's like two little divots you can actually find, and you can find them on your own skull, too. It's like right kind of where your skull kind of hits up with your cervical spine. But it's like on either side of that, and you mm-hmm. just kind of rub it really lightly, and basically that points this kind of clears brain, it calms kind of mind, so it just will like let them, you know, just kind of He's out in a little second. And another good point I showed them was Bowei, which is right in the lumbar sacral space. It's actually a point of 100 young meetings, but it just, it's a really, dogs like that spot, and it's kind of where they get all excited when he's not excited per se, but they really like that little spot back there. So it's just a good one to... Like, it's on the off. spine near the base of the tail, or where is this on the... Right in the lumbar sacral space, so kind of right before that tail a little bit up, right in the middle of the back on the um, dorsal okay. line. And you can hear dogs all across America going, ah, that's the spot. <laughs> There's many more, but those are just, those are some, those are really accessible. Like if you're with your dog in public, you know, it's, just, it's an easy one to get to. They seem to enjoy it. And that's just, it's a really nice way just to kind of give them a message like, you know, hey, it's okay. And it allows the body just to release and kind of calm down. Okay. Now, Amy, I think, wouldn't it be amazing if dog trainers all over the world were also trained in acupressure in points like this? Can you imagine? I wouldn't even have the show all behave because everybody would be behaving. What do you think? I think that's a good point. There are a number of points that are very easy for focus for training specifically. In fact, we've written many articles on the subject, and you probably can find them on our website under recent articles and go to the canine section. And it is focused for training. It, there's, Nedra mentioned the Bahwe point. Well, there's also the yin tang, which is right in the middle. It's like the third eye. Mm-hmm. And then there's for dogs that need to bring their focus together. They're too dispersed. They're too far out there. And then there's the opposite. There are dogs that are needing to not focus so hard, but to open up their minds. And that's the yang tang point. 
So there's acupressure has a tremendous amount of uses. You know, you touched on the chronic issues of old age, and boy, that's a biggie for us in Chinese medicine, working with animals, is that these, you know, Western meds do phenomenal things. I'm not going to, the two together are extraordinary. But you add, especially to the chronic situations, we can get a lot of dogs off some of the heavy meds that they tend to get on, and they feel a lot better for a lot longer. So I don't know if you want to go in that direction at this point. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of furry uh, tail wagging, per emitting uh, Betty Whites, if you will, with the four legs. And mm-hmm. I think the beauty of some advances in medicine is that they are kept alive longer. But I think, you know, this complement, this bridging of East, East, Western medicine seems to benefit the best for dogs and cats. And I noticed in doing some research, there are more and more veterinarians that are adding acupressure and other modalities into their work because I think they're seeing the need for having this integrative approach to caring for our pets. Their owners are asking for it, actually. Yes, I think you're right, Nedra. Okay. So, Amy, let's talk a little bit about how to, you know, don't you think integrative medicine is sort of the way to go for our pets? Absolutely. There's no question in my mind. And, you know, you need Western medicine also without trauma care, surgeries, diagnostics. Those are important. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Without those, we wouldn't have the dog or the cat or the horse. So we need those. We've definitely, you know, thousands of years have passed using ancient and traditional medicines, which can make a huge contribution to it. It's not assuming that everything does everything. And when I said the chronic issues and the old age issues, those, I think, are well addressed by the traditional medicines like Chinese medicine. I do. And and Nedra, I noticed in both of your groups, both the Acupressure for All Creatures and your Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute, you go on your website, ladies, and you are encouraging people who are practicing this to be having a good relationship with veterinarians. So I applaud you both for seeing that it's nice to have a working relationship with veterinarians. Right, Nedra? I really believe in that. And I think if you look at like even you know, human medicine, really integration is becoming the mainstay now. Like you have Nick Scripps or Sharp actually Healthcare in San Diego actually has Reiki people in the hospital working in the oncology unit with their folks. Um, but Eastern Western is probably the most ideal function, especially for the patient being a human or animal, because they get the best of both worlds. You know, as Amy said, a lot of times like with chronic issues, you can definitely use acupressure to, you know, help those and maybe get them off some of the meds. But in addition, if they are on meds, there's really good points to support kind of the side effects of those medications. So again, better health for the animal. But hopefully, I mean, this is, is a growing trend, and I think it's an important one because the two working together seriously is the most ideal situation for the animal. I have to agree. Now, is there any way on a half-hour show, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have these fine experts explain everything you need to know about acupressure? I don't think so. But I will say this. Since you've been listening, Amy Snow and Nancy Zadanis, the co-founders, have written some books, and one of them is called AccuCat, that's A-C-U hyphen cat, and AccuDog. And these are pretty amazing, detailed, you got to get your paws on books. So, Amy, you are kind enough to give an autographed copy of each to our listeners. So we'll have to come up with a code word. So when we put it in the Arden Moore Knows Pets e-newsletter and also let people know on the uh, Pet Life Radio newsletter, What's the code word you want us to have a lucky listener to use to get their uh, hands on an autographed copy? Let's start with acu.com. 
What's the code word you'd like us to use? Code word. Let me let Nedra do code word on cat. I'll come up with the uh, Okay, dog. Nedra. No pressure. Come on. Let's think on okay. our feet. What's the code oh, word to get a copy of AccuCat, the book? How about Happy Cat? Happy Cat. Okay. All right. Oh, no pressure, Amy. What about the code word for AccuCat? The photo on the front of our book is Tilly. So Tilly is the code word. T-I-L-L-Y? It's an E-Y. We do it the British way. Oh, pardon me. Pass the great poupon. Okay. So we got T-I-L-L-E-Y. All right. Tilly, if you want to get your paws on AccuDog, and Happy Cat, if you want to get your hands on the, the book AccuCat. One thing I will say, I go on your site and I feel like I'm back in school. I love being a student and a teacher. And you have made it so accessible for people to learn acupressure. There's online courses. You're going all over the country giving talks. There's videos. There's books. This show does air all over the globe. We even have listeners in Singapore. We do have some in Australia, and I know you're going there. And then you've got people, a great team in the field, people that have learned from you, like Nedra, who's going to be helping out at a three-day workshop in uh, San Diego. So, Amy, you've created quite a monster. Yeah, I think Nancy was at least 50% responsible for it. So if we want to be blamed, we we have to take it. Well, yes, and and we are giving a shout-out to Nancy Sedona. She (laughs) is the original founder who now teamed up with Amy Snow with Tallgrass Animal Acupuncture Institute. So, But seriously, can you imagine years ago you guys getting together, doing some stuff? Did you ever think in your wildest dream? You are like an amazing uh, tandem teaching team. That's a lot of alliteration right there. Yeah, we even have other instructors now. The whole organization has grown. We have assistants all over the world in England and Australia. And we've got Nedra in San Diego, who's kind of... Yee-hoo! Pause up! <laughs> and then there's, last couple of weeks ago, I was in New Jersey, and we had three assistants. One of them is moving toward being an instructor. So it's a growing thing. People are recognizing that if it's been around for a few thousand years, I bet it works. Mm-hmm. Things work. People don't keep doing them. So that's a good part of what we're doing. And we're also seeing such a positive you know, effect for animals. And that, that's our biggest and our driving force behind us. We're all very passionate about making animals healthy. Are you going to be back at uh, Pet Sitters International for their conference to give a talk? Not this time around. Our schedule has gotten pretty, pretty hefty. You just heard one of my cohorts in this business. Women, I don't know why they're barking, but they are. Oh, I thought it was um, Nedra barking. I thought that was you, Nedra. Okay. But no, what I like is that you do team up with pet professionals. So Pet Sitters International, you've, you've been at their conference and given good talks. I ran into my buddy, our buddy, Tom Sums from... Pet Tech today, he's really helped me out with Pet First Aid, and he said to give his best to you both, likes what you guys do, and he was impressed that Nedra and Arden are our names spelled backwards. You knew Nedra, I was going to say it sometime on the show. I mean, isn't that cool? How did you get your name, Nedra? My mother. Now, I... (laughs) Wow, my mother. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't know. They just wanted a name that they didn't, like, have any affiliation with, so... She knew somebody, I guess, in high school named Nedra. So okay. that became my name. And then we were in Egypt, and my mom kept saying it, and I guess it actually is Egyptian for rare or something. So I don't know, but it is my name. So Well, I it like your name. It's a biblical name, actually. Oh, uh, it is. Nedra. Yes, oh. but cousin Nedra in Israel. There you go. So, now, 
I think Arden is mud. Universal. Just kidding. Just kidding. No. <laughs> no, it's just spelled backwards. That's right. That's right. That's right. So before we wrap up, I want you to each leave our listeners with some gem of advice that they can do for their pets. So, um, Amy, no pressure, but you're up first. You have the ability to help heal our pets. So what would be one good tip or piece of advice you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, you said that I have the ability. The actual truth is everyone has the ability mm-hmm. to heal and help their animals feel and be their best. Because we all have, as Nedra was talking about universal energy, we all have incredible living energy that we can share. And our animals, our dogs, our cats, our horses, are all have it as well. And they've given a lot to us. And constantly, they give their vital energy to us. It's our turn to give it back in healthy, well-balanced ways. I like that. All right, Nedra, what's the message you'd like to leave our listeners with? Oh, I have to agree with Amy 100%. I just think it's important, you know, as we do all have the ability to help our animals, but just to really pay attention to your animal. You know, pay attention to, like, their moods. Pay attention to how they're walking and just take a close care and like just you know they because they take in a lot of our energy and a lot of our angst just to help us but just as Amy said to give back to them just you know check in with them see how they're feeling see if you notice things are different and just really give them the attention they deserve and you know if you think something isn't necessarily working as it should then you know kind of investigate that all right and don't dismiss old age them being just old age because to me old age is a stage of life it isn't an excuse to be able to have the dog have bad breath or a, a dull coat or something like that. I, I just I right. look at a lot of people that are older than we may be, but they're more vibrant. And so I just don't think old age is a disease. I just think it's a stage of life. No, it's just pay attention to the small changes or the little clues. Because I think animals, they may not talk to you, but they will give you clues as to you know how they're feeling. Okay. And at this time, I also want to remind everybody, we are going to be giving away an autographed copy of AccuCat. It is co-authored by Nancy Zadonis and Amy Snow of the Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. And the code word is what, Nedra? Happy Cat. Happy Cat. Okay. And you're going to find out more details on the Ardenmore Nose Pets newsletter. And then we're also going to give away a copy of AccuDog. And what's the code word, Amy? Chili. And what's the British spelling? When we're teaching in England, we teach at a place called Tilly Farm. All right. And before we leave, I want to make sure everyone has these amazing websites written down on their hands or written down on a piece of paper. And after the show, I want you to dash over and sniff around these two amazing websites where you can learn how you can be truly your pet's best health ally. I'm speaking first of animalacupressure.com. That's the website for the Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Institute. And then I also want you to please go to acupressureforallcreatures.com. And that is the amazing website that is put together by Nedra Abramson. She's based here in San Diego. And I thank you both for being on the show. Any questions, ladies, or did you survive this folly with me? Yes, I had a good time. Thank you. All right. Nedra? 
You'll still say hi to me when you see me around? Okay, cool. cool. I will say hi to you. (laughs) I also want to thank Mark Winter. He is the amazing executive producer, not only of this show, but the entire Pet Life Radio Network. He started this idea a few years back, and he has now more than 6 million people tuning in to shows on the Pet Life Radio Network. And he also just thought, well, I have nothing else to do, so I'm just going to start a whole pet TV channel called Chomp. That's C-H-O-M-M-M-P.com. I want you guys to check it out. It's really kind of cool. So that's our show for today. I thank all of you for tuning in. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.